Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Nothing is impossible Nothing is impossible When you trust in His word Hearken to the voice of God to thee Is there anything to happen So put your trust in God alone And rest upon Let's all say nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for you? So put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Everything is possible. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. Speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Let your will and your will alone be done today to your glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, say a better amen. amen. For a moment or two, I just want all of us to just speak in tongues wherever you are. Last Sunday, we went through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I want you to just speak in tongues everybody speak in tongues wherever you are right now lift your voice and just begin to babble in tongues Rip <laughs> 
Present and available to everyone in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> amen. Are you excited to be in church this morning? This morning, I believe God has something special for you. I said, I believe God has something special for you. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 11, verse number three is where I'm preaching. It says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. So the Bible says that when your foundation is destroyed, when your foundation is tempered with, when your foundation is moved, when your foundation is attacked and it doesn't survive, you as a righteous person, a righteous person represents a Christian, somebody who has been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. You cannot do anything. Amen. You cannot do anything. Amen. So I'm taking my time as your pastor To build the right foundation in each and every one of us. Amen. And I talked about the first foundation you need is the foundation of salvation. Amen. I talked about what it means to be saved. The effect of being saved. Amen. I talked about baptism into Christ, which is by water. I talked about baptism into the Holy Ghost, which is by fire. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. On Tuesday, 
I talked about growing through the word of God. And I gave through reading your Bible regularly. And I gave you a master key. For you to read Bible regularly, you need to have a system that helps you to read your Bible. Say amen. amen. If you do not have a system, you will not read your Bible regularly. Amen. If look, I'm a good Christian. I will read my Bible, but I got no plan. You will not read your Bible regularly. You will just wake up to realize that the last time you read your Bible was about a week ago. And I know some of you are listening to me right now. The last time you read your Bible was last Sunday. Amen. I mean, it's the truth. Do you get it? But if you give yourself a system that allows you to read the Bible, you will find out that not that you are a special Christian or you are like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but the system helps you to read your Bible regularly. And I gave you this special system. It's the system called daily quiet time. Amen. I took you through it extensively for those of you who are here. Those of you who are not here, it's available on podcast. Have a daily quiet time. As I'm here today, I have had my quiet time for today. I am not waiting to hear the pastor's preaching to use it as my quiet time. Amen. amen. And this is not because I am the pastor. Say amen. amen. It's not because I am the pastor. If you were the I will still have my quiet time before I come to listen to preach. Amen. So, if you have a system of quiet time, it will help you to read the Bible regularly. And as you read the Bible regularly, you will grow or you will stabilize as a Christian. Amen. Today, I want to talk, I told you I was going to talk about 10 reasons why you should, you must speak in tongues. I've changed my mind on that. I want to skip it to growing through fellowship. Growing through fellowship. Growing through fellowship or through regular fellowship. Somebody say amen. Amen. David, say amen. Oh, you're all called David? I I didn't know. Wow. To grow as Christian, it is important that you, you do not stay at home without fellowshipping. You must find a Bible-believing church to attend for services regularly. Amen. As a Christian, you must find a Bible-believing church to attend regularly. What is a Bible-believing church? Is that not a good question? A Bible-believing church is a church where people are taught to be born again. Quality number one. And, hey, where are you? Trained to be effective Christians. And the Bible is the only source of truth. I say it again. A Bible-believing church is a church where people are taught to be born again. 
and trained to be effective Christians. And the Bible is the only source of truth. That's a Bible believing church. Yeah. So to grow through fellowship, you must find a Bible believing church to attend for service regularly. This church is a Bible believing church. I continue to read. When a coal of fire, or let me just tell you this one. You see, why must you go to church regularly? When, when you make fire and you take out one of the coals from the fire, even if it's burning ferociously, after some time, it will die because you've taken it out of the fellowship of coal, of the, taking it out of the other coal, no matter how hot it is. Christians who don't attend church regularly stand the chance, in fact, it's more likely than not that your fire will burn out. Psalm 27 verse 70, the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So as we come together as a church, we sharpen each other. Fellowship ensures that your fire keeps burning. I said fellowship ensures that your fire keeps burning. Now, if you want to do well as a Christian, you got to be in church regularly and all the time. Amen. Look, I've watched over the years people who don't take church attendance seriously. And I've seen how... Over, over time, they backslid it. Amen. Amen. They come to church once a while. Um, Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, April Fool's Day. And then that's it. Do you get it? And then, of course, crossover. And once a while, Black Friday. How do you develop through fellowship or how do you develop by fellowship number one you must go to church regularly I'm giving you two steps number one you must go to church regularly every Christian must fellowship regularly in a church which is alive born again and spirit filled it is very dangerous not to fellowship regularly Hebrews 10, 27, not 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So the Bible says that we shouldn't neglect, we shouldn't forsake the opportunity to assemble together, to come together as believers. Even as we see the coming of Christ, Drawing nearer. Christians who don't attend church regularly are in great danger of backsliding. Great danger. 
It's not like a car is going to knock you down. No, you are in great danger of losing your fire and losing your faith. That's why I don't joke with attending church. I've been born again for, I think, about 26 years. I have missed church, I think, twice for 26 years. For the past 26 years. The first one I remember, I was on a flight and I missed the service. By the time I arrived and I got to check, they were sharing their grace. The second one that I remember on a Sunday that I didn't go to church, we were on Healing Jesus Crusade. So, on Healing Jesus Crusade, we don't do church on Sundays. So, we do crusade, crusade, crusade till Saturday, then Sunday morning, no church. Then Sunday evening, crusade. That's it. 26 years. By the grace of God. You can also do the same. Yeah, it's not a fluke that I'm standing here. Work has gone into it. Second way. Okay. Our Savior Jesus Christ had a habit of going to church. Of his day regularly. Jesus had a habit of going to church regularly. I read Luke 4.16. The Bible says that. And, and when he came to Nazareth, where he was brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. The Bible says Jesus had a custom. A custom is a way of behavior, an acceptable way of behavior. And Jesus' custom, a habit was, I go to church. So when he came to Nazareth, he wasn't living in Nazareth. He was only brought up in Nazareth. But when he came to Nazareth and it was the Sabbath day, he went to church because it was his custom. I mean, many of us, knowingly or knowingly, have customs. Things we do all the time. Brushing your teeth should be a custom that you have. I mean, I believe that all of us brush our teeth at least once a day. Preferably in the mornings when you wake up. Hopefully. I mean, you can't assume the world has changed so much. Do you get it? You can't assume. But it's a good custom to have. Taking your bath. When I was young, I thought everybody takes their bath. Because by all means, your mommy will say, go and bath. So I thought everybody bath. When I grew, I realized people don't bath. A lot of people don't bath. No, a lot. Quite a number. If you marry for a while, you see a lot of ladies don't bath. One, he told me that when he used to hear Bishop saying that ladies don't bath, he thought, oh, Bishop likes to. I mean, you know the way it is. He likes, not Bishop me, Bishop, Bishop. Founder and Bishop of the church. Yeah, he said, oh, Bishop likes to. He, told, he was sitting in my house when he told me that Bishop, he felt that Bishop likes to do something too much until she, he got married. He said to me, I can go to work in the morning and come in the evening. My wife doesn't work. And she has not bathed. It's not like she was busy. She's just there, but has not bathed. Please, 
have a custom of bathing regularly, at least once a day, at least. Yes. Another custom you must have is going to church. Jesus had that custom. Going to church regularly. Somebody asked me, somebody told me, I think yesterday or yesterday's yesterday. The person said to me that, I don't know what I'll be doing at home. Son, I, I, was it my son? No, somebody. I think so. He said to me, Sunday afternoon, it feels unusual to be at home and not be in church. It feels unusual. I think it's my son. Yeah. It feels unusual. I, I didn't ask about church. I was minding my own business. I told you, one of the ways to live long is to mind your own business. I was minding my own business. And he said to me, that it feels unusual to be at home Sunday. You too, it should be unusual to you. Sunday, you are sitting at home, you are now watching cartoons at your age. I think the people who watch cartoons, they are all downstairs. So if you are here, you watch cartoons. Already we have a, an academic problem. Before we come to the spiritual side of it. I mean, you are watching Batman at your age. Number two, number two. Look, I have a lot to preach and my time is short. You must make friends. I'm telling you how to develop. I've told you, join a Bible-believing church. I've taught you what a Bible-believing church is. And I'm saying, how do you grow by, how do you develop by fellowship? One, be a regular. It says what? You must go to church regularly. Number two, you must make friends and move closely with other Christians. You must change your friends and walk with born again Christians. You cannot do well as a Christian if you remain close to unbeliever friends. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Bible says, Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Hallelujah. You can't continue to be with your friends you used to go to the club with, your friends that you used to smoke with, your friends that you used to steal with, your friends that you used to beat people with. I mean, all oh, you can't remain. Now, nobody is saying let them be your enemies. But you can't be tight with them. This is basic. If you have gone to grade three, it's easy to understand. You can't be tight with them. They are your friends. I have people who, I mean, by one reason or another, and by things that they have done, I'm not really supposed to even fellowship with them. But if I see them, I'm a Christian, I'm civil. How are you doing? How are the children? How's your grandmother? How's your great-grandmother? Is she still dead? Great. God bless you. God loves you. So do I. I move my way. That's all. You, do you get it? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? But I cannot be... When I got born again, I had friends. I had friends. I went to a very cool high school. We stick together. Even after school. We stick together. But when I got born again, I had to change my friends. Yeah, I had to find friends in the church and make them my believers. When I look at them and I look at the high school I'm from, ideally, I shouldn't be friends with them. 
But hey, these are the believers. The blood of Jesus is thicker. Thicker than anything. So these are my friends. These are the ones I company with. Yeah. Those my other friends. What's following down? Okay, good. We'll pick it up. This guy, he likes throwing things on the floor. These my friends, I'm friends with them, but from a distance. From a distance. You're not tired. Or else, you see, look, your friends influence you more than your mother. Your friends influence you more than your pastor. Your friends influence you more than your, your father. I'm telling you. Why? One, you spend more time with them than these three people I've mentioned or, or your teacher or, you know? Spend more time there. Two, you are more real with them. Many of you, when you are talking to your parents, that's what you say and what you don't say. Yeah, so your parents think they know you, but they don't know you. When you are talking to your pastor, there are things you say and things you don't say. So your pastor thinks he knows you, but he doesn't know you. He just knows maybe 10% of you. But the other 90%, your friend knows. Your friend knows when you are crying. Your friend knows when you are, your heart is broken. Your friend knows when you like a guy. Your friend knows when you do something. They know everything. But your mother, your father, your pastor, your shepherd, you take your time till you are sure about it before you come to your friend and say, Daddy, I mean, I, I, I mean can you imagine? I'm standing there, then my son will come and tell, Daddy, I, 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 I saw a girl. No, no, no. It's not common. He will want to be sure of himself before he comes to me and say, Daddy, what do you think about this one? He wants to be sure. But with his friend, he can start discussing that. Charlie, what do you think? You see this one? You see the way her legs are? What do you think? Her friend says, oh, her legs are long, but anyway, then they'll be talking. It's, it's like I'm bouncing off the idea of my friend until I have fine-tuned it and I'm ready. Then I can now go to my father and say, this one is likely to be the one. Tell me if I'm lying. Yeah, tell me if I'm lying. Do, do, do you understand? So your friend you are, influences you more. So it's important that you choose. Amnon was led to his death because of his friend. His friend was Jonadab. And he saw a girl. He liked the girl. Then his friend Jonadab came with an idea. And he followed his friend's idea. When he, he never went to his father David to tell his father this is actually what is happening. He went to his friend Jonadab. And when Jonadab finished with him, he did what Jonadab said and ended up raping the girl. And the girl's brother killed him. Yeah. So choose your friends carefully. There's a, there's a scripture on my status. I read it here. It says, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. Psalm 119 verse 63. Make companion of people who fear God and keep God's commandment. By the grace of God, the people that I switched my usual friends and became their friends. Today, most of them are bishops, pastors, missionaries. Yeah. It's one of the things that has helped me. Or else what happens is that you come to church on Sunday, you take three steps forward. Then, from Tuesday, because it's still on you, Monday. From Tuesday, your friend starts 
diluting or detoxing you of what was there. So then you just come one step. One step. By Thursday, day, you are still forward by one step. Friday, Saturday, they take you two steps, three steps backwards. Then you come on Sunday, we have to now take you forward again. Then during the week, they take you back. Then you go. Like that. Like that. Hallelujah. So make friends in the church. Those of you who don't have friends in the church, you amaze me. Where, where are your friends? I said, where are your friends? Where are your friends? Your friends are paperless by now. Right now, they are lying. They are drunk from yesterday. They are drunk from yesterday. I don't know what you did that you are here this morning, but they are drunk. They are, they are, they are comatose. Do you, do you understand comatose? It means they are in a coma. Yeah. Choose the right friends. Hallelujah. I read the final scripture to you. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. Acts 2.42. In breaking of bread and in prayer. Continue in fellowship. Hallelujah. Now that you have joined a church, what is your duty or what is your role as a Christian, I give you seven things that are expected of you when you have found a Bible-believing church and you have joined it. Seven things. Seven things. Let's roll in 30 minutes. Number one, be a faithful attendee or a faithful church member. Your role, number one, be a faithful church member. Moreover, it is required in stewards, 1 Corinthians 4, 2, that a man be found faithful. It means come to church regularly. Come to church all the time. I read from the book. Decide to attend all church services. Decide. You, your, your body won't wake up by itself to go to church. You will have to make a decision to attend all services. I read meetings and special programs organized by the church. Just as you cannot eat once a month and say you have eaten enough food. You cannot also come to church once a while and think you have enough fellowship. It says, moreover, it is required, it is expected in stewards that a man be found faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? To be faithful means to be constant, regular, reliable, dedicated, and committed. All these words, we should be able to use it about you concerning your Christian life and your membership in the church. Number two. Please smile, okay? It's only 11.32 or 11.40. Ah, okay. One minute to 12, so smile. Number two. Be a stable Christian. Your second role as a church member is to be a stable Christian. A stable Christian. A stable Christian. You must be planted in a local church and be established there. A stable Christian is somebody who is planted in the church and established there. When something is established, it means nothing is able to move it. 
He said, that's why when they built some of these big buildings, they write, established in, then they put a date. It means from that day going forward, it cannot be moved from there. Be a stable Christian. Hallelujah. Don't do well three days, backslide four days, three months, backslide. No, be stable. Amen. By the grace of God, I have been stable since I got born again. Have I gone through difficulties? Yes. Have I made mistakes? Yes. Have I had an opportunity to? Yes. But by the grace of God, stable. May you also be stable. For example, stable. I'm talking about stable Christians, okay? Do not form a habit of roaming from one church to another, seeking signs, wonders, and other solutions. For example, a student on campus does not study medicine today, law tomorrow, and geography the next day. He will gain nothing and achieve nothing in the end. It is important to be stable in one place. Psalm 92 verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, the righteous, talking about you and I, shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. Number three, I said I'm going to seven. I'll be finishing in like 10 minutes and we'll go home. Pay your tithes. Number one is be a faithful church attendee. Number two is be a stable Christian. Number three is pay your tithes in the church you are in. Pay your tithe. Giving your tithe, which is 10% of your income, or give your, giving your tithe, which is 10% of your income regularly, regularly, that's every month, or where, whenever you receive an increase, is your duty as a, as, as a church member. I read from the Bible, it says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thy increase, that there might be meat in my house. And prove me now here with say the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour thee out a blessing, that there will be not be room enough. Hold it. It's important as a member of the church to pay your tithe. Many of us don't pay tithes. Many of us claim we are members of the church, but we do not pay our tithes. Or we do not pay our tithes regularly. You look at me, I'm also looking at you. Okay, don't make it look so obvious. There's like everybody can see by the movement of your eyes. Do you see? The, the deliberate and intentional avoidance of my eyes. Okay, look, I'm not looking at you. I, I move from side to side. So you to just maintain. Let your eyes look straight before thee. Many people don't pay tithes. But not all of them. Many people don't pay tithes. Yet they call themselves members of the church. 
So, for some of you, it's because you have not been taught. I'm teaching you today that as a member of the church, you must attend church regularly. You must be a stable Christian and you must pay your tithe in the church regularly. Pay your tithe. 10% of your increase. Pay it regularly. Amen. I read the scripture to you. Let me read what Bishop is saying here. He says, the tithes will support the church financially to help carry out the gospel to others who have not heard and to keep the church work running. God will bless and prosper you as you support his work. Allow Jesus to be Lord over your finances as well. Your tithe is what we use to run the church. We don't get any support from the ANC from the DA, nor from EFF. We don't get any money from SASA or any of these ones. We only get money from your tithe. And that is what we used to run the church. So if you are a member, if you belong to something, then support it financially by paying your tithe. Amen. Support it financially. Say amen. amen. Support it financially. One pastor, he told me, if you want to know whether people are serious, talk about money. Once you talk about money, you separate those who are serious from those who are not serious. Immediately, people's commitments start to win because you have st- you've talked about money. Put money as part of what you are saying. Ah, you will see me. When you, until you mention money, they'll be shouting, Amen. Praise the Lord. Keep preaching. Say what you are saying. It's very powerful. I feel the presence of God upon what you are saying. As soon as you mention money, it's like it's almost like the battery goes low. And they'll be looking at you like that. It's like it's all it's like an undertone look. They don't want to look straight as so they are looking down, but like yeah. Yeah. Pay your tithe. If this is your church, pay your tithe here. Say amen. amen. If this is your church, pay your tithe here. Not at um, Tofinvava. Or Gungundlu. Ah, this is Gungundlu. Okay, no problem. No problem. Who's from Tofinvava? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Please, I'm also from Tofimbabs. <laughs> Do you know Boom Blast? It's also in Tofimbaba. You see, you don't know Tofimbaba well. Yeah, Boom Blast is there. After the river. Have you gone beyond the river before? You don't know the place well. You just come from around the place you are boasting. We are from Tofimbaba. Do you know when we came from Tofim? I'm just kidding. <laughs> number four, number four, number four. Let's go for it. Your fourth role as a Christian is to give offerings in the church. When I said number four, someone said, thank God we are going. Give offerings in the church. Give offerings in the church. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Rest down, shaking together. Shall men give unto 
your bosom. Give when you come to church, give. It's actually very wrong to come to church without an offering. Without an offering. As a church member, David, you must give offerings in the church. If you don't give offerings in there, where are you going to give your offerings? Where, where your money goes, that's where your heart is. Where your money goes, that's where your heart is. Amen. Your money follows your heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart also shall be. Your, your heart follows your money. If you want to love something, just put your money there. You will see that immediately your heart will go there. That's where your heart is. Many people can't tell no offering, nothing. Nothing. Some also come to church with the most ridiculous offerings you can think about. I mean ridiculous. Yeah. Sometimes even money that cannot be... Look, we've received an offering before from Iran. Like, we took offerings and as the treasurers were checking the offering, they saw money from Iran. Iran. Who's going to go to Iran? You see, look, there are some, some currencies. Until you go to the country, it cannot be used. It cannot be used outside. The, you can't exchange it anywhere. Do you, do you get it? Uh-huh. If you give dollars, we can, we, can, we, can, we can find a use for it. You give pounds. You give euros. But when you give money from Iran, who is going to go to Iran to use that money? So it's useless in your house and you bring it to God's house and there's like, God, take this useless. Yeah. Then also sometimes we receive offerings that cannot do anything. It's South African runs, but cannot do anything. 50 cents, uh, 5 cents, 2 cents. What do, what do you do with 2 cents or 2 runs? 2 runs. I mean, look, let's be serious. A grown-up at your age. I mean, you put on makeup and you can give two runs, five runs. What are we going to do with it? The amount of electricity we use today, your offering cannot pay for it. Yeah, five runs. What are we going to do with it? Of course, there are some people there... I mean, look, they are now developing and they are learning how to give by giving five runs. But, hey, at your age and your stage, even when you are going to school, your mother gives you five runs, you get angry. And mind you, you go to school five times a week. And you come to church once a week and you give God five runs. And you, five, five or five runs, you don't accept it. How much one or five? runs. Yeah, we give all kinds of, all kinds of, look, one day I'll teach about a good offering. Even there are people who give 100 runs. It's a very bad offering for what you earn. Hello? Reactivate smile. smile. It's a very bad offering for what you earn. Yeah. It's a very bad offering. You earn 12,000 rands. You come to church, you give 100 rands every Sunday. That's 400 rands. Out of your 12,000, all you have given to God in the month, out of 12,000. We never put things in perspective. 
Because when you are sitting next to your neighbor who's holding 20 rands and you are holding 100 rands, there's a feel-good factor to it, you know. 100 rands is very heavy. But he's taking his 20 rands out of 400 rands. And you are taking your 100 rands four times out of 12,000 rands. Give it to God as an offering. Give it to God as an offering. The church is very quiet. Now I don't even need a microphone to preach. Yeah. You earn 40,000 rands. You come to church and you give 100 rands, 200 rands as an offering. It's a porous offering. Yeah, very bad offering. Truly, you are doing mathematics, mathematics, you are describing Pythagoras, which has been disproven, by the way. You are describing it on the internet to the whole world. I like your program, okay? I follow it. I like it. It's good. It's good. I follow it. Okay, that's how come I know all these things, okay? Good. You are doing this. If you earn 40,000 and you give 200 rands on a Sunday with me and you come to church four Sundays a week, that's 800. What is the percentage of 800 from 40,000? Somebody take out a calculator and do it for us. So when you take out the 200, it looks very solid. How many of you agree that if you are sitting by somebody, he takes out 200 rands as an offering, you will say, you Immediately you make the person your friend. Is that so? No, say the truth. Don't add lies to your sins. It's what? Two percent of what you have. Two percent. Clap for me, clap for me. Let, let me not spoil your afternoon. Let's just move forward. Give offerings in the church. If you have chosen that this is your church, Give offerings in the church. Anytime you are, how do you make sure that you give an offering? You start preparing for the for giving that offering. As we finish church today, from tomorrow, you start preparing. When when God asks for an offering, He always uses the word, "Let the people prepare an offering." Not that when they say offering time, you look in your pocket. Anything that is there, you give. He says, "Let them prepare." To prepare means to put thought into it, to organize it. Those of you who know how to cook. You see that when you say you are preparing a meal, you take your time. You put the ingredients together. You make sure everything is there. Then when you finish, you now start. You don't just say, oh, because everything is there, you just pour it into the pot. Boil for 10 minutes and it's done. No, you put them in systematically, methodically, and strategically. Then you finish your meal. That's the same. When you say prepare an offer, you start. From Monday, you start preparing. So Monday, you have some 50 runs. Hey, I'll give an offering on Sunday. I want to give a good offering. Let me put 10 runs aside. Tomorrow, you have 20 runs. Let me add 5 runs to it. Tomorrow, you have 10 runs. Let me add. You keep adding. So by Sunday, you have put all of it together. Then now you have a good offering to give. Number five. Number five is nice. Make your talent available to the church. Your fifth role as a church member is to make your talent available to the church. I read. Put your God-given abilities to full use in his house. God has given everyone an ability or a talent 
that is beneficial to his house. Do not hide your abilities. Be ready to perform any special duties assigned to you by the leadership. As Lutendo is there, she's using her God-given abilities to take pictures. And she's taking the pictures that we have. Some people have used the ability to sing. Some have used the ability to work on the sound, whether successfully or unsuccessfully. Some have used the ability to play instruments. Some are using the ability to make sure that we are on Facebook and YouTube. So everybody, some have used the ability to check you in to make sure that we all fulfill all COVID protocols. That's how come I always, I come there, I don't bring this from home. I come and go through the protocol myself. When they clear me, then I put the sticker there, then I go back downstairs. Yeah. The people are using their talent for that. You too, you have an, a talent. You have something. God-given ability. Use it. Don't hide it. You are here, you can dance. We are looking for pulpit stars. We can't find. You are here, you can dance. Volunteer say, look, I can dance. I can be, I can do this thing. Please, use me for it. You are here, you can sing. Raise your hand and say, I can sing. Please, I want to sing. You are here, you can say, I can. There are so many things. We are going to actually relaunch our basantes very soon. You watch the space. If you can do something, make your talent available. I have people who do computer work. Do admin work in the church. Yeah, it's because of them. When I sleep at night, I can't sleep because our church has a lot of admin work. A lot. A lot. I mean, a lot. When the pressure comes like that, hey, it's not easy at all. People can't sleep the whole night. See, people are awake. And when your wife is awake, you as a husband, you don't have a choice. You are awake alongside. Even when you are in the bed, you sleep a little, then you open your eyes, you sleep. That's it. It's like a family business. Yeah. Support structure. So make your talent available. Some people use their talent for communion. Not everybody can serve communion. Yes, use their talent. Serve, serve, serve. And I'm not talking that you shake and it falls down. No, 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 no. That one there is normal. All of us won't put something on a tray. If, if, uh, if you are here, you have never put something on a tray for it to fall down before. Give me a wave. Everybody it happens to us. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are some people that when they serve you, you, you just... There's some pleasantness about the way they serve you. And there are some people, when they serve you, begin to wonder, hey, is the virus there? Hey, you, can't, you can't say it, but you begin to eh, is that how it is? Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Number six. Number six, I'm almost done. Number six. Your sixth role as a church member is to know your pastors, love them, and respect them. Know your pastors, love them, and respect them. I read a few scriptures to you. Know your pastors. And we beseech you, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor amongst you and are over you in the Lord and admonish them. Know your pastor. Know your, some of you have a habit of running away from your pastor. Hey, me, I don't even want pastor to talk to me. If I, I know people, when I'm coming towards them, they, they, they drop their eye. 
like I'm coming to you. Then you see they drop there. That, that, you see, it's a natural, that one you can't control it. It's natural. What it is saying is that, please don't see me, don't see me, don't see me, don't see me, don't see me. Do you get it? And I notice these things. So, me too, when I see it, sometimes I respect your wishes. So I also, hello, don't want any problem. Of course, because I'm a pastor, sometimes I know that people don't know what is good for them. So I break it and try to help. Yeah. Know them. You don't want to be known. You don't want anybody to know you. When something bad is happening to you, nobody will know. And I'm surprised when church members expect us as pastors to use either magic or the prophetic to know when there's a problem. Which one is easier? Pastor, I'm not feeling well. Or I have to wait on God for God to reveal to me. um, My son, my son, there's a lady sitting by the sixth row towards the left right corner who has a problem. You must talk to him. Which one is easier? Pastor, I have a problem. Simple. Pastor, my head, when I sleep, I feel it. I feel a bang in my head. I said, come, let's drink communion and let me lay my hands on you straight. Bam. That's all. Which one is here? I see, I see the way your face is looking. You must have a, a tympanic headache. No. So know them and make yourself known. When you have an, oppo- an opportunity, say hello. Hello, Pastor Zos. My name is um, um, James. I want to, I, want, I just want you to know my name. One day a church member, she saw me Said, my name is this. I said, okay, no problem. Then the next time, when I said, ah, what's your name again? She said, I'm, this is the last time I'm telling you my name. <laughs> yeah, oh, I suffer. It's not easy for me. So I said, okay, you tell me it's the last time. It's not your fault. It's also not my fault. Your name is not in the Bible anyway. But let's make it work. Let's make it work. Then she told me her name again. The third time when I saw her, I'd forgotten her name. I said, My God, I am in trouble. And when I she was standing by the by the media side, when I entered, she just turned her, her eyes lit up. I saw there was no escape for me. I said, God, bring this name quickly. So I went, Nobile, uh, this, uh, that. I went through all the names quickly. When I got to her, boom, the name, I said, Your name is, I said, she said. Thank you very much. I said, nice one. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. I use all the experience that I used to write exams to remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want anybody to... I, I know church members that when I come, they go away. It's like they, they, they distance themselves from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, it's an intentional distancing. And so, sometimes, yeah, social sometimes sin is the reason. Sometimes corruption is the reason. Sometimes people are shy. I mean, they are different. I can give you about 19. Sin, corruption of the heart, um, shyness. If we say we have fellowship with him, John, first John, and we walk in darkness. We lie. 
and the truth is not in us. One of the causes is lies. And the truth is not there. But if we walk in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses all of us. Do you get it? So it says, if we, are, if we come close, if we say we are close, but we walk in darkness, it's like we hide. We are lying. Have you found it? Hey, Pastor Preso. Yeah. First John 1, 9 and 10, that's where it goes to what? 9 and 10. If you confess your sins, it's faithful and God, that's where it goes to. Yeah, 5, 6, 7, you find it. If we say we have fellowship with him, good, thank you. If we say we have, no, go back. If we say we have fellowship with him, it means we mix with him. And we walk in darkness, which means we hide in darkness. We are lying. And that we are lying. But, is that, so six, bring six first. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So it's like, we say we are tight. No, we are hiding. It's not true. But if we come in the light, no, not if we are perfect, but if we come in the light, which means he can see us, we can see him. As he is in the light, so we come where he is. We have fellowship one with another. It means we begin to flow. Then, I said, then, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses all our sins. So sometimes sin, then we hide ourselves. But we don't know that if we come and we have fellowship, then the blood will wash away. The same sin that is making you hide, the same sin that makes you behave like Adam and Eve, the blood now washes it. Actually, it's coming where he is that allows the blood to wash it. Adam and Eve, they were having fellowship with God regularly until that day when they sinned. When God came, they said, we were afraid. We hid ourselves. Something, immediately God knew that sin had gone in. God knew that they had been corrupted. God knew. Because the reaction is how, and since then, man has been hiding. Anytime we, we cause a sin, we hide. Some of my best relationships in the church is actually relationships with people who have made a mistake. It's through the mistake that we started to develop a real relationship. Next one. I'm still on no love and respect. Number two. Respect your pastors. And to esteem them very highly. First Thessalonians 5. 12 and 30 says, I beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor amongst you and are over you in the Lord and admonish them and to esteem them very highly in love for their works seek and be at peace amongst yourself. So respect your pastors. Just respect, just normal respect. I mean, respect them. Next one. Believe in your pastor. It says, Hear, O Judah, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. I see you being established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. That depends on you. Then, four, pray for your pastors. Paul said, 
1 Thessalonians 5.25. Pray for your pastor. He says, brethren, pray for us. Pray. I mean, my pastor, the way he is, I don't like it. Pray for us. In my pastor, he talks to me. Pray for us. In my pastor, he doesn't. Pray for us. In my pastor, pray for us. He says what? Pray for us. Just pray for us. Pray for us. Church is very quiet today. It's very nicely quiet. Bano, pray for us. Why am I mentioning your name so much? Why? You have to, you have to give me an offering after church. Please, I'm sorry, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll rather buy you lunch after church, please. Pray for us. Pray for us. Do you get it? Whatever you, you, you feel or think or assume, it's not a problem. Whether it's true or it's true, it doesn't even matter. Because that thing has occurred to you, pray for us. That's all we are saying. Because, look, what's your name? Entle. Because it has occurred to you. Pray for us. Is, that, oh, is it true? It's not, I, I don't waste my time arguing with people. Never. No. That's, an argument doesn't change anybody's mind. But I'm saying, what was your name? Senna. Once it has occurred to you, pray for us. That's all. Kneel down and pray. Father, I pray for Bishop Daniel. I know he has a mental problem. Please heal him. Pray for us. Pray for us. Just pray for us. Pray for us. Number what? Seven. Okay, let me read more. Pray for us. Scriptures. Finally, brethren. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1. Pray for us. That the word of the Lord may have free course. And be glorified, even as it is with you. Hebrews 13, 18. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience. In all things, willing to live honestly. Pray for us. Nana, pray for us. Pray for us. That's all we are asking for. Pray for us. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Say amen in Zulu. Amen. Pray for, Yvonne, pray for us. Alan, pray for us. Tuli, pray for us. Norma, pray for us. Asanda, pray for us. Liz, we pray for us. What's your name again? Pray for us. Pray for us. James, pray for us. Merlin, pray for us. That's all. Pray for us. Yeah, pray for us. Before you start crying, pray for us. Before you start praising us, pray for us. Yeah, just pray for us. That's all you, that's all. Love us, know us, love us, respect us, and pray for us. That's all. Pray for us. What do you think? We pray, usually we pray for the things we are, we lack. Do you get it? So pray for whatever you think we lack. Pray for us. If you say you are a member of the church, pray for us. My last point. Be fruitful in Christ. 
be fruitful in Christ. Ye have not chosen me, Jesus is speaking in John 15, 16. But I have chosen you and ordained you. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. And that whatsoever you ask, the Father in my name, he may give it. Be a fruitful Christian. I said be a fruitful Christian. Be a Christian who bears fruit. I Be a Christian who bears fruit. Fruit through your life, some people must be saved. Through your life, others must be born again. Through your life, others must join the church to come and enjoy the same thing that you are enjoying. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. After being born again, it's important to bear fruit. Jesus saved you, and you must allow, you must show your appreciation by doing something for the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God first and all other things will be added to you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things shall be added to you. Matthew 6, 33. With these master keys, you will be established in Christ. One day you will be glad that you knew Jesus and you grew up spiritually. May you be rooted and grounded in Christ until he comes. Stand to your feet. Let us bring this service to a close. Please also clap as part of your role. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. For a minute or two, I just want you to pray for yourself and say, Lord, help me. Help me to perform these seven roles as you have placed me in a church. Help me to be a faithful attendee. Help me to be a stable Christian. Help me to pay my taxes. Help me to give offerings. Help me to love my pastors and respect them and pray for them. Help me, Lord, to make my talents available to the church. Help me to give offerings. Help me to be a fruitful Christian. A fruitful Christian. Pray wherever you are. Pray right now. Rapadaba, Rodebede, Lipaco, Sipaco Laba, Rebede, Rondiribi, Branda Lababa, Raso Catalabarabasia Capala, Brekesota Barabasha Catarababai. Help me, Lord, help me, Lord, to be a fruitful Christian. Masacando Borabasia Cabramasha Catarabahandere. Help me to pay my tithes, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To be a good church member. A good church member where you have planted me. Where you have planted me, Lord. Where you have planted me, O God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for your work that is able to save our souls. We receive it with meekness. We put away naughtiness and superfluity of naughtiness. And we receive with meekness the pure and engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Help us to be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help everybody under the sound of to you be praised, Lord. To you be glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.
you are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I want to be born again. I don't want to go to hell when I die. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray with you right now. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. I want to know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Lift it high above your head. Thank you very much. Lift it above your head. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, please come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come on. Please encourage them with a hand up. Come unto Jesus. something quickly and you will come back. Please appreciate them. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 083 773 1605. God richly bless you.